What's good, y'all? It's Cornell Beer from Underrepresented, the podcast about design and culture. And today we got a lot in store. We're touching on, you know, what we did last season with uh, Meta Gallery and the Web3 NFT space. We're jumping into this new series that we got, which is called Junior Design Connect, where we're bridging the gap between junior designers and creative professionals here in the Twin Cities. So y'all gonna most definitely want to tap in with that stuff. And today's episode is brought to you by The Perfect Match, which is a game show brought to you by Adobe. Live colorfully this month and take on the Perfect Match Mood Board Challenge. Illuminate your skills by designing a brand-inspired mood board in just 30 minutes. Enter your mood board and you can be a glowing contestant on the real-time game show this April and win up to $1,000. And just by contributing, by, you know, submitting a mood board, they're giving away gift cards. Last month was a $50 gift card to Starbucks. I'm not sure what this month is just yet, but please check them out. Just bring your dope design skills and take on the challenge at perfectmatch.co. That's perfectmatch.co, not .com. And the perfect match... Brought to you by Adobe. What's up, everybody? This is Calvin Buchanan. What's good, y'all? This is Cornell Beer from Underrepresented, the podcast about design and culture. Welcome to a new season. How you doing, Calvin? I'm good. I'm super good. How about you? What makes you super good? Um, Life is good. Family's good. It's about to be uh, spring out here in these Minnesota streets. Um, The snow is going away. For sure. Um, Yeah. I thought you were going to mention that. Mood. I thought you going to mention that breakfast y'all was having this morning. Oh, it was, yeah. It was A1. Pancakes. <laughs> On that pancakes, eggs, and some bacon. I feel I got that. my day off right. <clears throat> For sure. Uh, yeah, I guess on my end, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, it's been a lot. It's been happening on our end. We can get into some of that stuff later on. But overall, I'm just in a, in a good mood. Very optimistic. That's what's up. What you been listening to to keep you in that optimistic mood going? Um, what's been on my playlist as of lately? Um, actually, so low key, my son has been really into Daft Punk lately. Um, I'm not sure why, you know, my son's only three years old, but I played him. I've had the album on, I forget the name of the actual album, but it has, you know, One More Time and uh, Harder, Better, Mm -hmm. Faster, Stronger on it. And that song in particular, the Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger song, he's been just, you know, he likes the robotic voices in it okay. and he started like practicing like tutting and like doing the robot okay and so for me i think i've been listening to a lot of that stuff as of lately again if you haven't had a chance to watch the whole video series on youtube you should check it out from like that whole album is fire okay i'm gonna check that out then yeah what about on your end what you been listening to uh i've been heavy on afro beats listen to some wande cole some omale um, Saberna Boy, um, just a bunch of kind of just different Afro beats. I put, I put something up on YouTube, then it just takes me down the rabbit hole. I just yeah. end up downloading those songs. So then that's, that's how I've just been on lately. A lot of Afro beats. For sure. Yeah, I had the Afro beat wave last, I think last spring really hard, uh, around like 420 time. I was okay. just going in heavy on it. But um, yeah, what's up? So what we got going on for this season? Uh, I think we're going to talk about... Last season first, kind of wrap that up, talk about what we did, um, talk about the Meta Gallery deal. Want to jump into that? Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's been, I guess it's been some time now. So obviously last season, uh, we focused on like the Web3, NFT, and cryptocurrency space and how creators can build within that that environment Um, and really, really just like the educational aspect of what's actually going on here and how can you come here and potentially thrive or like find out where you fit in in this space. 
So we ran a few podcast episodes. We hosted a lot of Twitter spaces. Um, and then we ended with the Capstone event, which was Meta Gallery. And yeah, I think that was a, a beautiful experience, despite the snowstorm that we had here in the Twin Cities oh, right. that night. Um, people really showed up. Uh, people showed out. Uh, shout out to the panelists. Shout out to Superhuman for you know hosting us. Um, the amazing staff that actually you know hung out with us the entire time and helped clean or cleaned up and everything afterwards. Held onto my iPad for two weeks post and let me come back and pick it up. Um, overall, it's just like such a, a good a good experience. How, How was your own you kind of personal journey through that? I guess like learning about the space um, again, then with the event, kind of our own thing. How was your own kind of personal journey through that? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I you know, jumped into uh, like the Web3 NFT space last summer and found a lot of value in it right away as a creative and just wanted to share it with the world. And I think it needed a lot more than like an Instagram post or a few tweets. And so, yeah, dedicating the season to that, it really forced me into like learning more than I probably would have if I would have just like done like my own self-exploration, mm-hmm. but like self-exploration with the incentive that I need to bring something back to the community, like made it a lot more thoughtful. Um, yeah. It was just a lot more thoughtful, like experience for me when like going in and meeting people, uh, going in and like learning more about DeFi protocols and just, I don't know, the NFC space in general, people always say it's like the wild, wild west, which I think is like actually true. Yeah, it's a lot. Right. How about for yourself? Like, what did you think about the actual event? The event was super dope. Um, again, like the the space that we were in was great. Um, the people that showed up, that was awesome. Like I said, it was a, a great turnout. Again, with the snowstorm hitting us, that I know we were unpacking stuff and it started snowing. I was like, this is not what's up. Not today. Yeah. But it's like Minnesota though, so you it'll, it'll snow whenever. Um, but people still came out, which was great. Um, everybody showed love. Um, I think great like panel of um people that we interviewed and talked with and then also just like afterwards kind of just kicking it and mingling with different kind of people who showed up too. It was kind of just great to connect with some people who are also in the space in different kind of ways also. And I think, like yeah. I said, a lot of stuff was born out of that too. Um, so like I said, now I know there were a number of different kind of channels that we're in and kind of groups that we connected to. So just, just meeting people too. So that was super dope. Yeah. Actually one of my biggest learning things, which seems like obvious um, that actually learned been going through that whole process it's like you don't really know who's around you and like who can contribute to what you got going on. Mm-hmm. And the moment you become vocal about your endeavors, like people want to help or somehow support or collaborate or build something with you, or at least like give the resources or make the connection. Um, and since then, like I've been actively doing that, whether that's via Twitter, via LinkedIn, um, just you know, yo, I got this thing going on. Like, who's trying to contribute or, you know, join forces and, like, make something even, like, better? hmm I think that was one of the big things that came out of it, too. I think, like, a lot of collaboration. Like you said, just who's around, who can help out. Um, people just, ra- like I said, if you raise your hand, let people know that you're doing a thing. Uh, people are really just tap in with you at, like, a moment's notice. Um, a lot of people have shared interests, and you might not know unless you say something. Like I said, I ran into... Uh, Eskander uh, at the event, like I said, and me and him used to connect on some other kind of stuff back in the day, and then see like we're kind of in the same kind of universe, kind of one um, level of separation through some people and stuff like that. It was just kind of dope to kind of see that again. You just connect with people, uh, but again, you got to kind of raise your hand, let people know what you're doing, and you can kind of see that there's some shared interests across a number of different different kind of things. So yeah, even that, just you know, that conversation with Skender and how we're working with him right now on like another project, um, and just like. I don't know, the organic nature of, like, how we've been building for the last two years. 
makes the future very promising. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess diving into this season, Junior Design Connect, how you feeling? I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm excited about, again, us um, kind of taking what we started off as like a podcast and making it like a platform, right? So we have, this is kind of just like one arm of that. It's kind of the, the arm that started off, but it's like one of those arms of a major kind of platform we're trying to build together. So we're doing um, events, um, just connecting people, um, just a number of different ways to kind of put the light and shine light on under underrepresented kind of groups, um, just to people who haven't had the kind of uh, shine in the past. And I just like the idea of like, starting with the idea, like I said, me and you kind of going back and forth over text. This podcast is kind of born out of that. Um, and then, like you said, uh, you and Alvin and myself kind of just like seeing like bigger kind of vision for that. And like, what can we do outside of just a podcast? And that kind of growing into these events kind of coming out of the uh, series of kind of podcasts that take place. And I think, again, who knows what can, what's going to be the next thing though, too, but I'm just excited about the growth of how things are headed. Um, just from like what started off as a text between some guys that snowballed into some events. And like I said, who, who knows what's going to be next for us kind of that things kind of play out too. So I'm excited about, I think this kind of goes back to our original intent of when we kind of connected of the, exactly. the junior kind of uh, connect designer connect deal of putting designers with recruiters and creative directors and people who are doing the hiring and kind of what they're looking for. So I think that's kind of just um, goes back to like that first kind of text between us about what can we do to kind of make this, Again, the city, our area, kind of our region, just more relevant to the people who aren't being represented. So I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah, like I know it sounds like generic, but like it is that full circle moment, right? Where yep. that initial text that you sent me pertained to that college student and just the conversation about like we should create a platform to show or I guess like show the representation within these spaces. And I found myself um, about, about two or three weeks ago now at this advertising award show. And when I was in that environment, I was connecting people, right? Like recruiters that I've known from past jobs or just in passing. Um, like, yo, like, you know how you been, blah, blah, blah. And then like seeing other uh, counterparts that are creative, uh, you know, creatives of color. And like, yo, you should you should meet so-and-so right here. She's a recruiter over here. And like, yo, recruiter, you should meet this person over here. Like he's doing blah, blah, blah. And like, as I was in that space doing those things, it's like, I think it's time that we actually just create this event instead of like me middlemanning in this space and like following mm -hmm. up with like emails and LinkedIn's and stuff like that. It's like, we can just create that environment and have everybody in that one place built off of like our current network and do what we've been trying to do, um, you know, all along or we're doing what we have been doing all along, but just like on a grander scale. Um, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, as we think about junior design connect, um, it's the mini series, right? It's podcast episodes where you interview, you know, creatives that are really doing their thing, whether that's earlier on in their career right now, or that's in the tail end of their career where, you know, they are senior design guru of the universe. <laughs> um, and just talking about, yo, like, you know, as a person of color, as a talented individual and being in the current position that you are in, like, like what has that happened for you now? And like, you know, what advice could you potentially give uh, for portfolio development, uh, you know, early interviews? Um, what should you be focusing on, like in your final semester of college? And if you can't find work that first year of like, you know, being a graduate, you know, what should you be prioritizing and things like that? Yeah, I think it's gonna be just dope to kind of see that spectrum of where people at 
where where they are in their careers, right? So you have those new, hopefully we get some students on here too, but kind of showing junior designers, people who are kind of well-established and experienced, but then also people who are doing that hiring also. So you kind of get a full kind of idea of like, this is where I'm at as a junior designer, someone entering the market. This is what the people are looking for. This is kind of what people who are kind of further along in their careers is what they're doing to be successful, but just kind of give you like a, a 360 kind of view of all that, that kind of goes into like what people are trying to get into the business, succeed within the industry, and then also kind of grow into those kind of leadership roles too. So, Yeah. And, uh, you know, shameless plug to AIGA. They host this event every year called AIGA Portfolio 101 that I think is like a great catalyst for, you know, young designers to, you know, come in and get their portfolio reviewed by industry professionals. Um, and like they can win scholarships and all these other like dope prizes and like swag. And, you know, I've been participating in that for a long time now, I even, you know, got to use it while I was in college and got a great experience out of it. So when we think about an event like this, it's like, how do we add to that experience, um, especially from an underrepresented perspective, right? Like, how do we showcase our, I guess, natural way of going through things is like representation, right? So can we curate an event for junior designers that focuses on like showing the representation within the space? Um, so it's still very design focused, but also featuring some of these people that you know are obviously very qualified to be anywhere and everywhere but mm-hmm. it's like it's our focus for like the representation part not just necessarily you know like great design work you know right i say um what do you think that we're going to do different or kind of what do you see as that differentiator between what we're doing and like you said kind of the portfolio one-on-one then too yeah for sure so i i think on our side right now our prioritize our priority isn't necessarily getting people to get their work reviewed i think AIGA does an amazing job with that. Um, and they're doing a virtual event this year for college students to do the design portfolio one-on-one stuff and uh, or reviews um, virtually. Mm-hmm. And so I will, like, I think they're doing a great job with that. On like our side, the differentiator um, is what I always go back to is like culture, right? I think naturally because who we are and like what we do, that our um, in real life event is just different right like it's from like a like a multicultural perspective um that i think just naturally comes out that way because of who we are and like the things that we do outside of the podcast in general right i think that's the big thing right i think it's um the thing that kind of like you don't see yourself in these spaces all the time and that's kind of what the thing is that we're gonna, we want to try to change with this too right i know that um we're working with this organization i have my current job and they're bringing in some interns and those interns are from like predominantly black neighborhoods. So you like coming out of the inner cities in Milwaukee and Kansas city and stuff like that. So these kids are coming from these inner cities um, and you're like a, a either in high school or you're like a, um, a new kind of college student and you're being thrust into these ad firms and these ad advertising agencies and all this stuff. Like these are majority kind of white spaces and stuff like that. So you're taking these kids who have grown up in these majority black areas and they're kind of being thrust into these all white areas and like I said, and it's a little bit of a uh, shock to you. It, I know it was for me when I kind of um, started going to kind of design events. Um, you kind of see yourself as like the only face in this stuff. Um, so I think like having this event is going to again help make people just again being comfortable in those moments of like you aren't the only person and like you're not seen as an other or something like that. But you can kind of just feel like you can. There are people there who look like you. Um, again, from junior designers to creative directors who are going to be, again, who are black, brown, people of color that you can then kind of relate to when you see those people and you don't feel like, do you belong in this kind of space too? And it kind of feels like you are outside of where you should be and don't kind of feel 
um, like you're being invited to these spaces too. So, yeah. And I think that's a huge differentiator for like all events, right? Whether that's for any, uh, like a national organization is that our niche and like our like secret sauce is like curating that environment for the individuals that you just spoke on, whether they're in high school or college or not attending a school right now. And they're just, you know, interested in being a designer. I think a lot, that's a lot of the fuel that's pushed me along to like want to do things like this. The amount of designers um, that I've met in the last few years that I think don't have the opportunity to like work with, you know, ad agencies or design studios because they don't have the, the degree just yet, or they're mm -hmm. not interested in getting the degree because the degree doesn't, you know, give you the opportunity to, you know, make an album cover for a musician or it doesn't give you the opportunity to like, you know, be the industry, you know, like, um, the designer for the Timberwolves or whatever it is. It's like the trajectory doesn't seem like it's worth the four years in school. So like we rather do it sometimes the other way of like, you know, going through YouTube or Skillshare, which are like very credible ways of doing things. Um, but I think a lot of times, like if you do it that way, you miss the opportunities that you wouldn't see, you know, like whether that's being connected through AIGA or that's being connected through AdFed or Ad2 or however, I guess like the, those organizations currently work right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so like how do we get students that are doing the thing right now, but also not miss the people that have the passion for becoming, you know, a designer or a passion for becoming the next UI UX person or the next art director that can be featured in whatever publication, but they just don't have the credentials right now. Right. I think that's a good thing too. Like I, I was, um, a mentor in this program for the one school, which does like that too. Like they, um, take kind of people who have like a non-traditional kind of path. And they're looking to get into the creative kind of field. And they, again, they connect um, mentors with design students and stuff like that. And they have this whole program that they run people through. Um, so, yeah, hopefully I can get one of, um, get my mentee on here also for like series also. Because, again, they have a, the non-traditional kind of path to working in creative field and trying to become an art director. Um, and also you said uh, Timberwolves too. And I think I might have a connection uh, with one of the designers or creative directors at the Timberwolves and he's also uh, a black designer too so again that's uh, that, I hope that we can kind of bring all these kind of different kind of black people to this kind of thing and this event like that too I'm gonna, again connecting young black art directors who are just in, in the field with young or experienced black creative directors who are kind of running in-house organizations for NBA teams I think that'd be the, like the perfect kind of um, matchup for like, like the ideal kind of situation for how I see this event kind of coming together yeah. Yeah. And so as we think about uh, the podcast episodes, like, you know, interviews that really can give real value to young designers, then as we think about the actual event, it's creating that, you know, really dope environment that can have people feel very, um, just like very welcomed, right? They feel like they're having this premium experience and like being in this ad agency or this design place. In our case for this one, it's, you know, Carmichael Lynch, shout out to Carmichael Lynch and the team over there, especially, you know, Milton Oon and Matthew, uh, really dope designers with great backgrounds. But um, yeah, like being in that environment and showing them like possibilities um, mm -hmm. as well as showing like, you know, obviously the work that's actually in there that's being featured on screens or, you know, posted on walls or whatever but then also having the lineup of panelists you know that's still tbd that is talking more so from the lens of 
this is how I got to where I am. Um, this is where I come from. Um, and people really resonating with those stories. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I, I feel like, again, that's kind of what came out of the Meta Gallery. I feel like the panel was one of the kind of key takeaways there. I think also, like we talked about earlier, uh, just putting um, different kind of faces in a places like I, you wouldn't have thought before that event that there were, again, you would get a nice turnout for Black people in the NFT space in Minnesota on a snowstorm day. Like I said, just having all that stuff kind of just come together. And I'm looking for that. I'm excited for that same kind of turnout again, like getting some top-notch panelists for this event. Also, like I said, I feel like we had great panelists for the Meta Gallery, um, getting a wide variety of kind of individuals in there in a, in a dope space. Also, again, just kind of um, these uh, non-typical kind of outcomes in these like new kind of spaces um and these kind of faces also again it's a wide variety of different kind of people too so yeah that's what i'm really excited about yeah and i think that's just going back to underrepresented beginning and we've been thinking about even i know there's a while that we kept going back and forth with like what is the name of the platform right right like <laughs> is it underrepresented is it unrepresented uh is it like representation something i, I know you had like a lot of different iterations yeah but just like the power of like the word underrepresented and what that means to people. Um, Cause it doesn't speak, although I guess like under has like a negative connotation, but represented mm -hmm. has like a positive connotation or connotation right. to it. So it's like, when you put those two words together, it's like, yeah, you're underrepresented, but like that gives you power in a sense. Right. Cause when you actually get to the right place and actually can have that representation, it can speak volumes on like your behalf and I think, I don't know, I'm just, I think overall for this event in particular, I think this is in a way like the capstone event of underrepresented, right? Like mm -hmm. this is what I want to be a thing for the next lifetime that we always come back to the people that matter, not necessarily matter most, but like the people that really matter in like our sense of like creative field and design field of like my background and your background and continue to pass that torch of opportunity onto them. Right. Speaking about that, um, your background, what was, I guess, some of those kind of pivotal moments for you kind of getting into to get to where you're at? Like what what kind of stuff helped you get to where you're at? at? Yeah. So I was born at Ramsey County Hospital. No, I'm like, but uh, no. So for me, I feel like my journey is different because uh, I was in the uh, I was in the army for the last years of my of college, too, um, which made me like I feel like a lot the way I functioned outside of class in class as well was like very non-traditional that like networking was like very second nature to me. And I mm. always felt like I had to, something I learned in the army um, was like this idea of like command presence, like coming into a room and like, how do you tastefully like command presence, you know, like, still be humble, but also be very confident in like your interactions. Uh, so I think naturally, being a younger college student, it's hard to do those things. And I think for me, just coming off the tail end of deployments and army leadership courses and being in an environment where it seems like, oh, like you just gotta talk to people, right? Just go ask questions. Um, you see this person that you idolize or see value in, say like, yo, like my name is Cornell. Like, you know, can you tell me more about what you got going on? And I think that was a lot of my success outside of just, you know, doing my design work in classes and um, doing the extracurricular things pertaining to design, um, a lot of just exploration um, via YouTube, via Behance, via, um, what do you call it? 
Dylon, like all these different platforms that exist to like make you a better designer in conjunction with make, meeting the right people earlier on in my career. Okay. That's a, like a complete opposite from mine. Like, right. So I was like a young college student. Um, and I was like, I said, new to these spaces. So, and I did not live on campus. So I would go to class, get out of class, go back home. And I was yeah. not trying to connect with people, my networking. Um, I've, like I said, I had like the people who I knew and they like these people that are outside of that. These are school people. So if someone, um, there were a couple of people who I ended up, like I said, later on as after going to school for a while that you then started connecting with, with some, some classmates. But at first it was just like, get this assignment. All right, we got to do some in-class work. As soon as the teacher's like, you can uh, get up out of here, I was out of there. Um, and it wasn't until like, I think like my junior, senior year, I started to connect with people. Um, and again, it, had to, it takes some while to kind of warm up to those spaces and get to get to know the people. Because like I said, you kind of move through the school as like a cohort. Um, so the same people you saw when you're like your first or second year, you end up kind of graduate with that same kind of class of people. Um, but it took me a while to kind of warm up to people because, I'm, again, I, would, I just saw myself as an outsider. I wasn't connected with these people. I was, like I said, the college wasn't even on my radar for the longest. And then you kind of just in this space. Um, and then like I said, these people don't, don't look like me. They don't talk like me. Um, they're not, they don't talk like how my friends and actors talk also. So it just felt like a whole kind of new experience. Um, but then once you do kind of start warming up to some people, you kind of, again, you start seeing that you have some kind of shared interests, like you kind of talked about again with the meta gallery and the set. Um, and it's like outside of design even, or even through design, you have like a shared kind of design aesthetic and stuff like that. So you start making some connections with people and then you start to, again, start to build your network within school. But it took me a super long time to kind of warm up to people. And then again, to kind of build out my kind of young kind of professional network then even too. So, yeah. Yeah. And I feel, I really resonate with that, especially when thinking about before I entered army, just like I was a very, I've always been like a very, um, closed off person like i had my core friend group of like you know five homies that i you know would rock heavy with but like outside of that i would never you know raise my hand in class to like answer questions i wouldn't really mm -hmm. connect with anybody or some other shit at all just kind of like just did my own thing um but then i think being in the army it kind of like forced me to like get out of that because like somebody yelling at you to like do this thing <laughs> and right. like you got you know, just people like it just it forced you to get out of that comfort zone. And then when you no longer have someone yelling at you and like you just naturally do these things, it's like hard to like revert now, right? Like I feel awkward when I can't say something, right? Or I feel awkward when like mm -hmm. I'm in a place where I can't actually, you know, communicate with somebody because, you know, I don't know, whatever the reasons may be. But I feel like that's like a huge part of like my identity now that I'm very thankful for that, you know, opportunity to actually have been able to do that now. Right. I think that's what you said. I think it's um it's about getting out of your comfort zone, right? I think once you do get out of that and then you start getting comfortable being outside of your comfort zone. So then your comfort zone starts to expand until you start getting uncomfortable again and then it starts to expand. Um so your comfort zone just keeps getting bigger and bigger. But it takes a while to kind of get out of that. And I think that is kind of like one of the kind of big kind of growing pains as you first kind of start working within these kind of different spaces, start opening up more, start talking to other people, but it's kind of getting outside of that comfort zone, which starts to then expand again, what your network looks like, what your friend groups look like, the people that you work with and kind of how you feel comfortable in these different kind of settings also. So yeah, it's really about that. Like I said, getting out of that comfort zone. Yeah. And I guess the question I have for you um, pertains to this series, it's like, what do you, what is like your, 
what do you want people to take away from this mini series, right? Like this mini series and this capstone event of Junior Design Connect. What do you want like young designers or even I guess industry professionals or industry recruiters that are listening to this right now? What do you think that they should take away from this uh the series? Oh, I got so much. Um, I want to hopefully accelerate people. Um, so they start moving out of their comfort zone. I feel like, um, like you said, you went to the army and did it and I kind of just went through it. And I think the sooner you start to get out of that comfort zone, the faster your career is going to just start, your trajectory starts to go up even faster and kind of higher too. Um, so hoping people can at least start getting out, outside of themselves a little bit to kind of accelerate that. Um, letting people see like from the recruitment hiring side, letting people see that there are a wide variety of kind of people and talented people who don't have a traditional go to a four-year college, get an internship, become a junior designer. Like I said, that route can look different for a lot of different people. Um, so people who have some professional experience outside of an agency, uh, work from home or something like that, or working for themselves as like a small agency, um, doing some stuff like that. I feel like, again, a lot of that stuff is kind of your portfolio, is kind of that huge indicator when coming to the design world. And I feel like if people can get outside of their heads about design schools and all these kind of other I don't want to say um, arbitrary um, credentials, but stuff that, you, again, your portfolio is the thing that's going to drive you. Can you do the work? Um, and you can, like I said, there's a lot of stuff you can kind of teach up and stuff like that, but your portfolio is going to be that big driver. And it's hoping that people can start who are hiring and looking at people to bring people on. Um, can you get people who are a little bit, again, just outside of those traditional kind of paths and they're seeing a wide variety of people? Because like I said, once you get people in there, they can hopefully do the work and you start, it's going to help your company also, your organization, your firm, whatever, when you're getting a, a number of different kind of um, creative solutions from a, a wide variety of different kind of people also. So you're not getting the same kind of stuff over and over from the same four or five kind of type of diners coming out of the same kind of schools also just again just a wide variety of stuff like that too so those are kind of my big things and again just kind of connecting people too right i think helping people kind of grow their professional networks i think that's huge i think it's a thing that people don't talk about a lot um that's how a lot of people find out about new jobs and new positions and things open up it's like who's in your professional network people hear about a person and like you said you kind of just tapping people like my it's a junior designer position or a senior designer position or a creative director and people just know the people and they're like this opened up put this portion over here this a writer position opened up talk to my guy over here and just again connecting people so people can then make those connections for themselves we don't have to be kind of like you said middle people or um the people for go-betweens and people start making those kind of genuine connections between each and each other's also so yeah yeah that's dope and you know, i will say the same you know on my end too only thing I actually would probably add to that and i know you're already very like, bullish on this topic, but just like the salary conversation, right? That as a junior in college and entering into the career field and taking that internship that's paying, you know, $10, $15 or $20 an hour, it's like, oh, it's okay, right? Being a senior designer and or senior uh, student and entering in that job and it's an internship for the first three months and they're paying $15 an hour, like that's, that's fine. Um, being that person that's two years post and have been, you know, working in different places and blah, blah, and they offer you that salary in this junior design role and it's, you know, I don't know, under what you feel your value is, like, it's okay to like argue that, you know, like it's okay to now like, okay, I feel like I'm at a place now I should be challenging these salaries. I'm no longer like intern level and I should feel, I should be compensated, you know, as such. And mm -hmm. I think this is a part of that conversation too, as you think about, you know, what is a year post school, <clears throat> a year post out of college and actually having experience under your belt and like distinguishing that confidence and like knowing your worth, you know? Yep. That's, yeah, that's, I'm glad you said that too. That's the thing that's come up recently um i've been hiring for, hiring for positions um at my current role and you just see people do not negotiate i said negotiate everything all the time um 
they put an offer out and people are like, yep. And I'm just, and I, in my brain, I'm thinking like they're going to probably go back and forth for a couple of days and people do not. They just say thank you. And I'm like, yes, you are, you can say thank you, but also negotiate what that is um, because you are a value to that company. You are an asset to that company. They're not hiring you just out of the kindness of their heart. They see value in the work that you do. Um, so always negotiate that. If, again, if you feel like, um, yeah, just always negotiate that. There's always room to work on that. People are they're expecting it. When you don't, it surprises the hiring people. It surprises HR, the, um, whoever that hiring manager is. Um, so make sure that you are asking for what you're worth and what you're valued at, too. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah, even, I guess, in that conversation, too, of, like, what people should take away from this, um, something that I really want people to learn from this is, like, resources, right? Like, you know, connecting people with different people and providing opportunities, but also some of, like, the underlying resources, like AIGA, that some people may not know about, or the resources yeah. that, you know, Ad2 has to offer, or the resources of, um, like, Superhuman, they have a, a side thing that they do is called extra grind school where they run you know design courses they run strategy courses copywriting courses that are essentially like all free for the community right and i think sometimes if you don't if you're not plugged in or you're not following someone via social or like the way the algorithm works and you're just not you know seeing that content how would you know these resources exist mm -hmm. so if we can like bring those physical resources into the actual environment and plug them with the people that are probably seeking those resources or opportunities it's a big w you know in our books yeah i love that idea like, like you said because there's like a bunch of stuff going on like brand lab the one school there's exactly. organizations working out there um that are doing it but if you don't know you don't know what you don't know so yeah. if you don't you kind of just moving through life and you're like oh like i said that's how kind of i was when i was going through my kind of um education kind of journey i was like someone's like there's a, a design school here in minnesota i was like mcat i never heard of it yeah i'm like but then, like I said, so you don't know what you don't know. But some, like I said, whenever we can kind of make those connections and connect those dots for people, that's going to be a huge win for that person, for us also, because it um, just get, again get more people out there from this community too. So, yeah, um, yeah. So I guess the people that are listening right now that have made it to this part of this um, the episode, what do you think that we could? Or how people can like get activated or more so involved, whether that's like on the attendee side or like sponsorship side. What do you think like the platform right now of underrepresented and this event for Junior Design Connect? Um, could we either you know get out of it or offer? Oh yeah, I would say just check us out on check out the uh, Instagram feed. Check us out on like in this for our podcast. We're gonna be uh, promoting this through the next series of podcasts that gonna be coming out. Again, check out the Instagram feed for ways to kind of connect with sponsorships. Um, again, volunteers. Um, we're looking for people all the ways to kind of help out with some stuff too. Um, but yeah, just I would say on those kind of social platforms, reach out to us. Let us know how you want to be involved. Um, and we can hopefully connect on some stuff too. Because like I said, we're hoping to get this through a series of podcasts and then with the capstone event. So let us know how you want to be involved. We can help hopefully find a spot for your team. For sure. Yeah, I, I said the same thing. Just you know, reach out if you have any questions. If you want to get more involved, you can always send us an email to at admin or I'm sorry at admin at underrepresented.social just shoot us an email uh dm us on instagram linkedin or wherever and we'll get back to you as soon as possible we're always looking for you know more help whether that's physical help or you know monetary donations or whatever it is to do these things like we're doing right now yeah so hey if you are a junior designer whether that means you're in college right now um or you're not in school and you have intentions of becoming a designer web designer graphic design package design uh illustrator uh art direction creative direction whatever it may be april 21st 5 30 8 30 at carmichael lynch downtown minneapolis be there or don't complain 
you know it's gonna be a vibe i'm looking forward to it uh any parting words uh mr calvin and i would say just make sure y'all tuning in for the series it's gonna be a dope series um a lot of great guests coming up so check in with us for sure well it's been real y'all it's cornell beer from underrepresented the podcast for designing culture and i'll catch y'all on the other side peace